you mother fanner. Fun lab. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of our You Mother Funner podcast. In today's episode, we talk to Athena Duffel, who works in our Castle Towers venue in Sydney. Athena reached out to us via our email, podcast at fun-lab.com, and she wanted to share her story as a trans woman. This conversation we have was very insightful. I hope you get a lot out of this episode. Athena, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you very much for asking. So, uh, we are currently recording episode five of our You Mother Funner podcast. Very exciting. And we are so glad to have you on our show today. We always start with the question on describing yourself in three words. So, how would you, Athena, describe yourself in three words? I personally would choose the words bright, cheerful, and memorable for myself. Yep. Bright. Can you tell me why? I more often than not have a very bright and bubbly personality. I am very energetic. Like the moment you walk in, you see me like, oh my God, she's just going off the rails and bouncing off the walls. And not to toot my own horn, I'd like to think I'm at least a little bit smart. Um, I tend to think things up pretty quickly. I'm very intuitive with uh, hands-on learning. So, right, in that matter. Fantastic. Uh, And what are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, and they, them, or to simplify, she, they. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying that. We'd really like to ask you a couple of questions, uh, especially in regards to your uh, journey uh, as a trans woman, um, transitioning into being a trans woman. So, uh, but before we get to that, um, I'd like to ask you about your story. So you are currently in Sydney, yes? Yes, that is correct, yep. Yeah. Uh, and you currently work for our Castle Towers venue. Absolutely, I do. Strike and Holly Molly Castle Towers. Yes, that's awesome. Um, all right, so have you always lived in Sydney? I have, yeah. I used to live more out Epping Carlingford Way before around age 10 or so, moved closer to North Rocks. Spent a couple of years at Macca's working there. Um, and then December last year is when I started working for Fun Lab out at uh, Castle Towers. Uh, it's been almost a year now, and I think about midway through this year, I started becoming a escape supervisor for Towers, and I've had so many lovely people that I've met along the way, um, so much support. Um, Jess, the venue manager, she's been absolutely instrumental in so much of like my growth and my time here, and it's been absolutely awesome. Yep. So for someone who has lived in Melbourne, some of those suburbs, uh, I'm, I'm a bit, uh, I'm not very well versed in. So you said North Rock, so where's that? North Rock, I think, let's see, north of Borkham Hills. Gosh, that's about as accurate as you can get. North Rock is between Parramatta and Carlingford and Borkham Hills, if you try and get like, that area. All right. Okay, cool. So uh, we would love to hear your story. As a trans woman. Yeah. What would you be able to tell us about it at this stage? Okay. So it took a while for me to learn that I'm a woman. My egg was very strong. Egg, for those who don't know, is just like the not knowing, the just like complete unawareness. Um, After a while, your egg will crack and then you're like, okay, I'm exploring more of myself. And then once you fully crack the egg open, then you know, oh, 
I've realized now. My egg didn't crack until I was in about year 11 or year 12. At the time, I was just uh, doing some photo modeling um, in my pre-period for some of my friends who were in photography class. And then I was always drawn to the idea of like, hey, what if I put on a dress? I thought that'd be pretty cool. And there was one day when I put on a really nice black dress from the drama closet. And it was a black and white photo of me just like leaning backwards over a chair in that dress. And it's very iconic. And I think that was the moment I realized, oh my God, I'm a girl. This body is not my own. And that was really liberating for me. So going to photography class more often, wear the dress and it'd be absolutely amazing. And it took a while for me to build up the courage because at first I thought, okay, now I'm experimenting with my gender. Am I gender fluid? I tried that for a bit, but realized every day I was coming to school, I was feeling, okay, please use she, her pronouns for me. After a while, like, okay, I'm not fluid. I'm just set in this. And that's when I came up to my friends and said, hey, I'm a trans woman. And they were very supportive and it was lovely. It took me a bit more courage to come out to my parents. Admittedly, I did not have the best timing because we were in the middle of a gigantic renovation. Um, so their attention had to be split a bit and it was, I could have chosen better timing on my part. And dad was the first one I told. He was very quick. He was like, yep, yeah, that's okay. Mum, I told, there was a little bit of struggle at the beginning. There were a few times when we, I didn't communicate properly and it ended up getting a bit harsher. But in the end, like, mum's ended up being one of my biggest supporters with it and has taken me bra shopping, um, has taught me so many new things about being a girl. It's been slow, but I don't feel the need to hide the fact that I'm trans. I know some people find more comfort in themselves being stealth when they feel like, okay, I feel safer if no one knew I was trans. I am not on that personal opinion. It's totally fine that other people are, but my personal feeling with this is that I'm very openly trans. I'm always ready to answer questions about it. Obviously, if some stranger comes off the street and shows, hey, where do you piss from? I'm not going to quite answer that one. But yeah, I'm very open about it and I'm very happy and proud to be trans. It's an adversity that I don't think everyone can over, not overcome, but everyone can quite understand. But I'm happy to be able to take on that challenge. So, Athena... A couple of weeks ago, we spoke to someone on the show about coming out and I don't want to compare coming out to, uh, you know, uh, what would you call it actually? Is it coming out or breaking your egg? In the trans community, we call it cracking the egg, but coming out as well is like coming out to and telling people about yep. it. So yeah, coming out. Fine. Coming out. All right. So they definitely spoke about the, uh, you know, some of the things that go through your mind. We had a chat about, you know, the... Sometimes it can be quite scary, but you just articulated your confidence when you came out. So I just wanted to ask, like, was it at any, at any point, was there any sort of fear that you had? There was, because it's not, I thought that this whole thing was a lot bigger. And for some of the people I did come out to, it was a lot bigger. Like for me, some of my friends just accepted it in stride super easy and that was fine. But I was very concerned about my parents. Looking back, I had no reason to be concerned. Like, they've always been amazing from the beginning. But, yeah, that was that fear of, like, oh, my God, what if they don't understand? And then catastrophizing from there and spiraling, thinking, if they don't understand, then will they accept me? What if they don't accept me? Do I have to be prepared to start living on my own immediately? It's very easy to have that fear. I guess at the time, the fear in some part when I was coming out to some of my other people was just so overwhelming in some points. It's like, okay, it's so big, I can't even see the fear anymore. I'm just like 
rambling and just getting it out before it overtakes me. Other people I didn't have that feeling with, my best friend Hannah was the very first person I told. And she was like, okay. And that was just it. It wasn't a big drama. It wasn't a whole big thing. It was just okay. And that was it. And that was honestly the best reaction out of anyone I think I've ever felt. And yeah. Talk to me about the trans community in Sydney. I personally have not actually been super involved in the trans community. I haven't actually seen that many trans femme people around. I have a knack though for being friends with trans mask people, so trans masculine. That refers to people, binary trans men or non-binary people who present as mask. It's an inclusive term, but not forcing anyone. I'm rambling here, but yeah, as far as I can tell with the people in the trans community that I have made friends with, they're all lovely. They're all absolutely bright, brilliant, um, super funny. A lot of us share the same experiences. There are obviously ones that are a little bit less fortunate than I, um, and I want to like hold space and respect for that. But we're all absolutely amazing. I haven't been part of any or haven't gotten to be part of any like big groups or like big parades or anything. Not really my style, but yeah, everyone that I've met, at least in Sydney, is wonderful. Okay, so I now wanna talk to you about work for a bit. So we work with many front of house facing motherfunners. What advice would you have for allies who um, would see their friends transitioning or who work with people who have transitioned in this space so um, as a front of house person yeah my advice would be if someone has just told you that they are trans or they're transitioning okay lovely are you coming out to anyone else or do you plan on doing that pay respect to what they say to you if they say yes do not that is not your job to come out for them let them do it and let them say hey i'm trans to other people do not come out for them because that's the worst way possible because I have been outed before and now it's like my year 12 formal, so that was a very fun night. But if they are not coming out, ask them, hey, do you still want me to use these pronouns that you were using previously so as not to raise any alarms? Or just make sure you ask what they want. If they don't know, just offer to continue what was already existing and have that going forward. If they want to change it, then they can say for you to change it, but don't take it upon yourself to change anything. As for someone who is already out and is in the middle of transitioning, offer support, just literally conversations. Hey, how are you going? Is there anything I can do to make sure you're doing all right or check in with you? Even just like a weekly like hangout or just, hey, you're looking really well today. Like for example, if someone decides to do go on hormones, just be like, hey, so if you don't mind me asking, what will happen? What can I expect? Is there anything I can do to help in case anything, you know? When I do eventually go on hormones, I will encounter quite a lot of mood swings. I'm just pre-warning, not pre-warning, but just like prefacing to some people saying, hey, there's nothing against you. I will sometimes just get a bit moody and just let you know beforehand. And it's just, I guess the biggest and most important thing out of all of it is just be honest and have open communication with it. Just, yeah, be honest and open. So I believe there'll be people listening to this podcast who may know someone uh, transitioning when it comes to your story what were some of the things that your friends and community maybe did that you will never forget i know back at the beginning of my transition i was still saying a few problematic things um even i didn't realize they're problematic but it was just like saying like oh shim and stuff like that i'm like hey that's not super cool now that i look back on it um tossing outside things that i won't forget it is people let's see 
again, my best friend Hannah, she actually sat down one evening and just read through um, what hormones will do and was like, oh my God, so you're going to have all these changes, all these changes. That's so cool. You don't have to go with them if you don't want to. Obviously, no pressure because it's a very personal decision. But that would be really cool um, if you do decide to. And I was like, yeah. But it felt really nice that just someone took time to actually research on their own and find out what I'll be going through. And that felt really nice and close to my heart. Other people as well, just like, oh, my God, um, here, here's a spare bra I don't use anymore. Here's how you do makeup properly. It is just the offer and the support that people just offer immediately that I've really held close to my heart. Even if it wasn't immediate as well, it's just like this, like with mum, it's just absolutely amazing that every day there's something new I learn, how to tie my hair back properly, and it's just the learning of everything. I'm not speaking as eloquently as I want to with that, but I think I'm hopefully getting my point across in that matter. No, you are. Thank you. Was there anyone who offered help and their help was something that you just went, actually, I really don't need this right now? Oh, that's a very good question. I don't know. I can't say anyone in particular. I get the feeling it may have happened like very early on before I started socially transitioning, like back when I was still very awkward, short hair, still presenting as male. Probably someone offered me something like, hey, here's a dress. I'm like, "Mm, that doesn't fit super well and I'm not at that level of comfort yet. But I don't think anyone has ever offered me something that's had like a negative impact on me in that matter. So now I just want to talk to you about something that might be uncomfortable. So I hope this is okay. And it's uh, around transphobia. And I think that we cannot talk about being trans without touching on this topic. So I hope this is okay. Mm. My question is around media representation. Now, I personally think that the way trans communities get represented in media is deplorable. We see all these stories on, um, you know, maybe be things like trans inclusion in sport, for example, safe schools. Mm-hmm. When you see stories like that, just just representation like that in the media, how, how does it impact you and how does it impact the trans community? And I understand that you're not speaking for the entire community, but I still want to, I just want to know what's going through your mind. It feels threatening. It feels dangerous in a way because it's just seeing the vilification and the hate pouring out from some people just from the fact that I don't exist in the body that I was born with, that someone could be so hurtful and so, like, biased. It's not my fault. It wasn't a choice. I didn't wake up or I wasn't born and said, you know what, I don't like this body. I wanted, I'm going to choose to be someone else. That's not how it happened. I've always been a girl from the moment I was born. It's more than just my outward look. But just seeing all that, like, because it's horrid, it weighs on you. Um, You try not to let it, like, affect you, and you try not to let it, like, impact your day-to-day. But it's just seeing sometimes, not even the big things, but the slow, like, creep of, like, hey, here's one book that's banned from a school. Here's one school that's banned this. Here's this, 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 and this. And here's a state that hasn't banned conversion therapy yet. And just like, it's a slow march backwards because it starts small, but the slope gets bigger and bigger. And then it falls faster and faster. And it is dangerous because all that happens is that people like that get stuck in their own echo chamber. They don't want to open up and explore different opinions, different ways of thinking. 
and you just get stuck and it catastrophizes and it goes further down and just having that level of anger towards me or to the community itself it's hard not to feel at times just unsafe or unloved in some ways because you see it everywhere else for other people like oh my gosh the lgbt is a wide community has a lot more representation but then it is just more because it's about gender and it's about for example TERFs which is um, an acronym for trans exclusionary radical feminist that whole argument about oh trans women shouldn't be allowed in the bathrooms or pray on our children no I just want to go to the bathroom because I need to pee that's it let me go about it but just having people like that it's yeah it's hard okay so uh my next question also is around transphobia um what yeah. transphobia have you faced since coming out Alrighty. um do prefaces anyone who finds experiences of transphobia potentially triggering um now may be a good time to skip ahead to another time um just a free warning for you all Alrighty. immediate transphobia that i have faced has included death threats i have received email not emails but um messages from like anonymous accounts on instagram or tiktok or whatever it is and people just saying die or i'm going to come to your house and i'm going to kill you and that is purely just because i'm being myself i've had people in the street menacingly walk towards me not at my home but like more in the city and it's not fun um people will scream at you call names fair warning anyone who does not like slurs or is not comfortable hearing slurs this is a good time again skip ahead like a good 20 seconds but yeah it's been called things like faggot or tranny all that stuff it's not fun and then even beyond just the casual transfer like just beyond the immediate bigoted transfer there's also the casual ones like the people who know but they know just how to get away with it like sneaky under the surface and it's the constant misgendering it's like oh sorry and then don't rectify themselves they continue using he and like that's not me because i will jump in and i will say sorry i use she her pronouns or she they pronouns and like oh sorry he and it's just frustrating back when i was working at a different job i was just doing my thing i was just taking an order and someone's like oh you're a very lovely um woman back when i was using the voice box um back then they come up to the window and they're just like, where's the woman? And I was like, that's me. It's like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. They blankly stared, said, okay, paid for it, pulled around to the waiting bay, came back into the store and like screamed like horrible things from the front. I didn't go out there because obviously I was not going to take that, but they were just like, yeah, I'm not going to be any of that because it was just horrid. But yeah, having someone stop their day, focus on me, and deliver all the hate that they've been building up, that felt very scary. And I know a lot more people face a lot worse. And I kind of begin to express my sympathy and my sorrow and just how bad some other people get it. Like some people are physically harassed and beaten. I've fortunately never had to go through that, but it's just frightening and it's saddening. I'm speechless, I'm going to be honest. That That is horrible. I'm very sorry that you had to go through that. It's just not okay. So, okay. What advice would you have for 
leaders in our business, you know, when when um, having trans staff, what would leaders need to do to make trans people feel safe? To make trans people feel safe, I definitely advise using a lot of inclusive language instead of again just by instead of using feminine hygiene products, you can just use menstrual because that includes non-binary people or transmasculine people as well because they still will need to use menstruating products if they need to. Um, so menstruation, inclusive language really helps. Inclusive bathrooms, just having that immediate on the front, we will tolerate zero like any phobia. Um, we are very open, we are very welcoming, and it is just like having an open dialogue. Um, if someone does come out to you at work, like and you're a leader, just like, all right, cool. What can I do to support you? Here are some resources that I can help direct you towards as well. And it is just staying updated and listening to them and doing a bit of research on your own and just say, hey, I found this out that I think could help you. Um, will it help you if I include it? Yes or no? Cool. We'll just take it on board and we'll include that later on. And it's just as easy as that pretty much. Okay. Thanks for sharing. I was going to ask you about safety, actually, and I feel as if you've spoken enough about it. But being in Sydney, how safe do you feel Sydney is when it comes to uh, the trans community? Honestly, wildly depends on what suburb you're in. Castle Hill and North Rocks My Way is relatively safe for me. Going out further west, like Mount Druid, I imagine, for example, would probably not be the best place for me to go. I have the fortune and the privilege of being able to dress scary. I usually dress in all black. I'm quite tall as well, so that is definitely an advantage in my corner. But like a massive, like really deep hood, black hoodie and whatnot. Um, I can walk home fairly safe at night. Not everyone does have that privilege, unfortunately. So that makes city like very un- like unsure. Me personally, I don't feel super comfortable with going clubbing namely because that is a activity that can be particularly dangerous uh, for trans people because it is just that someone hits on you they don't know who you are they don't know that you are trans and then they react horribly like the whole gay panic defense that's been around for some amount of time and even though it's not legal anymore some people will still claim that oh my god i thought something else and it's just it's garbage but during the daytime at least walking with friends or even by myself in the areas that I usually frequent, I usually feel pretty safe about it. Yeah. You bring up a, a point there, and I guess this is my asking for a friend <laughs> moment, but about you know going into pubs and bars. For people who have friends who are trans, what do they need to keep in mind before selecting a venue so that they can go and socialize at? I personally would look up on the website and just see, hey, if it's Newtown and it's like a inclusive club, that's a pretty safe bet. Things like the Oxford out at Sydney, they're pretty great as well. But if there is a place that you know is definitely like a very straight bar or a very straight pub, I'd be very careful about going in there. Stay close to your friends. If they want to wander off, make sure you keep an eye on them and have a designated time and place where to meet back up because it is very easy for a situation to turn and just someone to be dragged off and away and it can happen as fast as that to help select on that front ask your friends as well where would you feel comfortable going if they don't know that's fine try and do some research yourself like say hey here's a nice easy quiet place 
I know I personally have been there lots of times. Start with that, see how they feel. If that's not quite their vibe or not quite what they want, try somewhere else. But start quiet, start small before you move on to bigger places. Thank you for sharing. Um, I hope people listening to that really got something out of that last answer. All right, I've got a question about pronouns and misgendering. What advice would you have to people who do stuff up and you know, accidentally call people the wrong name, the wrong the wrong gender? Because sometimes people might feel, oh my God, I've just done something horrible. But you know, what advice would you have for them? Oh, I'm going to answer this one. I've been waiting for ages. So one of the big things is do not say sorry. It is not about you. It is about ask the person that you've done wrong. Do not say, oh my God, so sorry. I I'm, didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. Because that puts us in the position of saying it's okay. It's not okay. You still, like you made a mistake, sure. But like if you keep saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Every time you're not learning. You're not trying to improve. The best thing you can do is if you accidentally call someone by the wrong name or you use the wrong pronouns, stop yourself, correct yourself and then move on with the conversation like it hasn't happened. If someone calls you out on it, thank them for that because they have caught you and you didn't even realize. Like, sure, I'm not, you didn't mean to do it maliciously, but if you've just done it offhand and you didn't like even realize, you need to get that in your head saying, hey, that's not what they are anymore. We need the default to be their new pronouns and have that rocketing around as just offhand instead. Because if you're like, oh my God, he, and you can notice that someone says, hey, she, thank you she and then continue the conversation just like that that is much more of what we need and a lot more like it's just casual it's easy it doesn't have to be a big deal it's just here new thing let's move forward with the conversation thank you athena so athena i'm now going to ask you about dead names so have people come to you and asked you for your dead name and for those of you listening who don't know what a what a dead name is, a dead name is a name that a transgender person was given at birth and no longer uses upon transitioning. So have people come to you and asked you for your dead name? How does it make you feel? And what advice do you have for people who think that it's okay for them to ask you this question? My immediate advice for people who do ask me a question is none your business. It's not your name. It's not for you to concern yourself about, and it's not my name anymore. So for people who ask me about, like, what was your old dead name, you don't need to know. That's fine. That's for me to share only if I deem fit. When people do ask me about it, I'm honestly more irked than anything. I'm more annoyed. I know some people have greater difficulty or even greater ease about it. Um, some people share it freely. Some people like to keep it very, very close to their chest. It just does depend on each individual, every trans person's experience, either their journey, how they feel, or what they will do. It is completely unique. Sure, there are commonalities, but everything is entirely unique. So just bear that in mind. Like, uh, it just annoys me when people like say, oh my God, what was your death name? It's like, that's not really your business, is it? In times of like need, like if it's like, I don't know, back when I was in ER a couple of days ago for, um, something fun I had to share it with a friend then and it's fine we didn't discuss it like oh okay and that was just it we moved on likely the most part they've forgotten it's just as easy as that people who try to do it maliciously it doesn't affect me anymore like sure it annoys me but i'm not like you know as upset as other people possibly might be about it it's just like okay you're done cool all right see ya and yeah 
uh, my final question for you is what are the top three things about being a mother funner? Top three things about being a mother funner. Let's see. One, I get to go to all the cool venues and do so much stuff for free. Um, I've done all the escape rooms in New South Wales. I've beaten them all, which I'm very happy with. And then I've also gone and done hijinks multiple times. That's so, so fun. Um, if you are in New South Wales and you haven't done hijinks hotel, please, for the love of God, do it. It's so fun. Uh, second thing is the workplace culture. Like, I've, it is just so wonderful. Like, everyone is so nice. Everyone's so polite. Everyone's so, like, there to be supportive and to say, hey, how you going? Even if just having like a mildly like even a quiet day to yourself. I'm like, oh, are you okay? Can I do anything to help? And it's just so nice. Even just from like co-workers and it extends all up to managers as well. Um, everyone is incredible in that fact of just checking in and making sure you're okay. No one has ever been nasty. No one has ever been cruel like other places that I've been. Like not in fun lab, other places like elsewhere. But yeah, everyone is wonderful. And I have to say the third thing is that for once, I genuinely actually enjoy working. I really, really love my job. I find it so fun. I don't wake up in the morning and say, oh my God, I have to go to work. Oh my God, I get to go to work today and I get to see my friends. I get to do so much fun things. I get to do better than I did yesterday. I get to set a new record. I get to do so much cool things i have um an escape function to look forward to today i yeah i don't like wake up and think damn this i like look at the day and think this will be fun this will be amazing athena absolute pleasure thank you so much for having a chat to us and sharing a story i'm sure a lot of that must have been quite heavy for you to share and let out and i really appreciate it i'm sure everyone listening here would really appreciate it as well so uh, we really appreciate you so thank you my absolute pleasure thank you for having me on if anyone here in the wales wants to come see me swing by tiles i'll say hello <laughs> all right thanks Athena. have a good one thank you so much thank you too Thank you for listening to this episode. As I mentioned in the start, I hope this conversation that we had with Athena made you learn something today. If you have any queries, feedback or suggestions or would like to be on this show, please email podcast at fun-lab.com. That is podcast at fun-lab.com. My name is Sarge. I hope your week is fabulous as you. Take care. You mother Fun Lab!